Welcome to the Weekly Pitch. I'm Michael Memes alongside Jeremy Goldstein and Marab Samad. We've got a ton to talk about. Lots of NBA news, some NFL news as well. And of course, we have your priceless pick. So let's get started. Um, we're going to start with the draft, uh, which happened this week. I Both of our teams, the Knicks and the Timberwolves, had high picks. The Timberwolves with the number one overall pick. And as Marab said, they took Anthony Edwards. The Knicks, they got Obi Toppin, which I am very excited about. And uh, I don't know. Do you you guys like your draft picks? I like I, – I think both of the Knicks and the Timberwolves drafted really well. I like both of the picks. Like, I was – at first, I thought that Obi Toppin was strange, but then I got used to the idea that, oh, they're going to let go of everyone. All the – like, Todd Gibson is gone. Bobby Portis is gone. So and they're probably going to try to trade Julius Randle. So I love the Obi Toppin fit at at the Knicks. As for Anthony Edwards, that was I think that was the best possible outcome. I'm a lot like before I was kind of iffy about him, but I'm liking him a lot more now because I've been doing a lot more research. He fits the game. He fits the kind of style that Timberwolves want to play, and I think he can. He can like. He's, he can play not just the two, but he can play small forward too. So, which is really nice because we have where our backcourt is so stacked right now. And also, we got our hometown hero, Ricky Rubio, back. So, I cannot really complain at <laughs> that all. That was a fun yeah. trade. Having that him was back. great. He's fun, as, he's fun the rookie year with the Timberwolves. Uh, Jeremy, you like Obi Toppin, right? Yeah, absolutely. But I'm more, I'm more of a fan of the Miles Powell undrafted. No, no, I'm kidding. But I mean, that was a, that's a good move as well. I, the Knicks always get like a top undrafted free agent because the fact their team is not good, which I think is a benefit though. Like the fact that like because like you know they can get more playing time with the undrafted yeah. free agent. They've gotten like Alonzo Trier and stuff like that, like guys that have been top yeah. drafted free agents. But you mentioned Edwards, uh, and I think he's a good fit. Fit. The only worry, I guess we we all know, is the fact that he doesn't like basketball at all. And I forget that, that, that article was that. taken out of context. It was out of context. I read the entire article and then the interview and the transcription just to make sure. It's but you have of- to admit it was funny when people were compared to like the NBA 2K12 and NBA 2K13. Yeah, I saw that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like one that was like, you know, like a football one. It was like the exact same thing. And I was yeah. dying. But yeah, no, yeah. I mean, the draft, the, I guess the most surprising pick was, like, Patrick Williams at four. But I, that was also, yeah. like, rumored during the day that it was going to happen. So it's not too surprising. Um, the Knicks also, like, I love that they traded, like, 27 and, like, 38 and for 23. Then they got 25 and 33. Then they got a 2023 tech round pick. And now they have, like, four of those now. And the reason yeah. they do, did that is because that's probably going to be the double draft where – They traded for Ed Davis. Yeah, but that and they they have cap room, so it made sense. And they got two. Yeah, you just take his cut. It's five million a year. It's not that well, bad. Because twenty twenty three draft may have the high school players. That's what the the logic is. That's why the Knicks traded for that, and hopefully that's the case. Because then the Knicks will get like first round hell in the second round, possibly. Um, but hopefully they're good by then, and it's like maybe they could trade those away, and it'll be more valuable. I like the Emmanuel quickly signing from you guys too. I like that draft. I, I liked it, but I uh, there was some point uh, Tyrell Terry. I kind of wanted more of that pick, but I think quick quickly is good. He could shoot the three. He could play. You know, he could play point guard. Although he's, I've heard he's more of a combo guard. Um, he could, you know, he could handle the ball, which I like. I we still need a point guard. I we already got rid of Payton. Emmanuel quickly is a point guard. Frank's but no, but he's. I I know he's a point guard. Frank is that, bad. But he's more of a. He's Frank's been not bad. I've heard he's, he's more of a mad. combo guard. And also, I don't know. I don't trust Neil Aquino or quickly. 
I, I trust the I, You know, they have cap room left. So mm-hmm. whether they're going to sign Van Vliet or they're going that's, to trade for Wall or Westbrook. I'm really annoyed because he's it's a logical signing. Van Vliet wants money. The Knicks can give him money. And... I mean, the Raptors can't. They have no cap room left. But I know there's, like, some rules when you have originally on the team. You can go over the gap. But, like, the Knicks have the most cap rooms. They are the ones who are in the driver's seat for a lot of these free agents now because they could sign them to the most money. I still see Gordon Hayward not going to the Knicks, but we'll see. I Yeah, Pacers are probably the favorite for that. I think that'll be good for both of them because then if it's a sign-and-trade, that'll be very interesting because – they could probably get Miles Turner, and that'd be kind of scary. Frank is Frank is a bad player. I'm sorry, Jeremy. He's really bad. Look at his stats from last season. They're not bad stats. So I'm just saying. For a ninth overall pick, he's pretty bad. Overall pick. That's even worse. Could <laughs> <laughs> be an all star one. The day. Knicks also have Vanilla out of Kentucky guys, right? They have they have they have uh, Emmanuel quickly. They have Kevin Knox. They have uh, Kenny Payne. Yeah, no, I'm saying they have a lot of Kentucky Kentucky connections now, which is Mm -hmm. good. I mean, Kentucky, like, if you think about the – you make a a team of all Kentucky players, they win the NBA championship. Like, that's the only college that's even close. Because, like, you know, UNC and Duke have some guys, but it's not close to the talent that Kentucky has. It's because Capel are – he plays – Cap plays a system that, like – Oh, no, and it's – it, it's ridiculous. Like the fact that he wasn't, he's only one M, one championship that was pr- kind of crazy. Like the fact that he has all his talent and it's like they only win one. Mm. And they had another MVP season where they lost to Wisconsin and Frank Kaminsky and Nigel Hayes and uh, Sam Decker in the semifinals. And like they had like Julius Randle and Carl Anthony Towns and that 2012 team was nasty. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes, <laughs> Anything else with the draft you guys want to talk about? Or Jaden McDaniels is a stud. That's all I want to say. We <laughs> we we got him at twenty eight. I was I was crazy. We, we wanted to take him at seventeen, and I think he'll be very good in the future. I think it was a very good pickup. Also, a crazy stat: no Duke player taking the first round. Like that's it, ridiculous. Yeah, I'll, no Duke or UNC player. I think was it Trey Jones or Cassius Stanley? Oh, was oh Anthony round, was. I forgot. Oh no, in the laundry. I mean, in the laundry. No, I thought they were, did the Duke guy get trapped in the first round? No, not no, not not a, not a, a Duke guy in the first. I don't think anyone. I I know Kentucky wasn't in the top twenty for the first time in like forever. Um, it was like weird because like I guess because the season also that's probably why. But like mm. it is weird when you don't get those guys like going towards the top. I'm actually but, so, I I can't believe Trey Jones dropped that far. He's so like. He's he was a senior, though. That's the problem. I think that's why, like, that's also why a lot of Knicks fans didn't like the top in the draft pick. But it's like he's 23. He's older than RJ Barrett already. He's older than Knox. Like, he'll just be a lot be, of players. He's, just gonna be more he's, only, he's only a sophomore, so that's really not that bad. Like, I get, like, you want the younger guys because they have, like, a year. But that's a year difference. I think Trey Jones, he's a defensive player of the year in the, in the conference. And I think he's going to be – a really, I, that's a very Spursy move. Let's just say that. I think he'll, I, I was hoping for him over quickly, but I guess both of them work. I really didn't know who quickly was. That's that's why. The but point no, guard after doing research, he is good. Back. So you guys, so you guys would have been good either way. The point yeah. guard for these for this draft. The um, first Duke player was taken at uh, in the first pick of the second round or second pick of the second round. Vernon Carey Jr. So no Duke player in the first round, which is. Absolutely insane. Like, Duke wasn't – I don't think Duke was that bad this season. It was North Carolina who wasn't that good this season. Duke was a good team. 
Uh, but they did not have anyone drafted high. I don't think they had the youngsters. That's why they had like Cassius. Cassius. I'm surprised Cassius Stanley didn't do too hot. Like he went 54th, I think, to the Pacers. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's weird. There were some guys that didn't get taken that should have been, but it's also like, okay, if you're gonna get drafted in the second round, it's like, okay, you can go and draft it. It's like, it's not like you were a first round pick went undrafted like almost ball ball almost went undrafted like i get that because he was supposed to be a first round pick but like yeah that was ball ball's gonna be absolute stud i think yeah um i think we should move on a little bit to the clay thompson injury um i almost wanted the the warriors to take lamella ball after it just because they needed a guard but also they didn't know how bad it was but now clay thompson's out for the season so he's gonna miss two straight seasons um he's been out since game five of the nba finals i think yeah two years ago so i don't know it's just really unfortunate for the for clay is like one of the nicest guys in the league and one of the most liked guys in the league i know people don't like the warriors i don't like the warriors to be honest um but that is a that is brutal because he is like the most likable play one of the most likable players in the nba um and also the warriors now have really no shot of making it back to the finals without clay thompson like he is such a key piece to that team and they don't have KD anymore they will have Steph and Draymond but that's not enough to make the finals what are you saying man it's it's the Maple Jordan Andrew Wiggins one more chance to oh, prove God. that he's an all-star stop it stop it you know, like, Andrew, Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins they don't want to keep him like he's no, they, they no. could get him I they the they'll do it <laughs> for Julius Randle like they don't care regardless <laughs> Regardless, I think it's the Warriors dynasties, even if they had Clay Thompson, it wouldn't have just been as powerful. And you have like the oh, Lakers and Clippers. Oh, oh yeah, 100%. Fighting. No, yeah. I mean, it would have been tough. I, I do think they would have put up a challenge because I think Curry and Thompson, their game is more. I mean, they have sh- their shooting is not going to fade as they get older. Their athleticism may be, but like if they can get open with the system and Draymond's illegal picks, then it'll work. Um, I still wanted to kind of see them and see how they did. Now, next year, I, I really don't think Clay Thompson, after facing two season-ending injuries, I, I really don't think they're going to have a shot of competing, getting, like, you know, completely for the finals again. But it would be a big comeback story for Clay if he starts, like, he, he's on fire again when he comes back. I think I think that Steve Kerr has to adjust his system. I don't think the old system will work anymore, and, I think a pick and roll style would be really fun with Curry and Wiseman just to see how that would go. Like you have, I think Wiseman is going to be a really, really good player. Like people have already compared to, to, to like Anthony Davis and stuff like that. I'm not going to go that far. Realistically. No, I'm, I'm telling you right now, they made, that was really good for them because the Warriors have done all this winning without really a star center. Mm-hmm. Okay. was the best center. Wiseman's going to be that. I, I think him and Curry are going to be a very good dynamic duo for as long as Curry's good for. And it's going to make up ground. They're still going to win a lot of games and make and win a playoff round potentially. It's just Clay Thompson adds so much more potential to that team in terms of winning games. So that's going to yeah, really hurt. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they got good, all, some good young guys. The at least. They have Eric defensive. Pascal. Yeah, and he's a, he's a lights-out shooter. Like, what, what else could you ask for from a shoot? From so you a have shoot to hope he develops people. into, like, a Clay. Um, to even have a chance of keeping that dynasty alive, if you if you don't think it has ended yet, nobody's, nobody's going to be like Clay ever. Like that's a one-time player for me. I guess. I mean, I don't know because I think remember when we got these people who are who imitate Curry, right? Like these little kids who are imitating Curry now. I'm sure there were some who are imitating Thompson as well, like being like, you know, yeah, the best friends of someone who's imitating Curry. Be like, 
yeah, I'm your splash bro, I'm Clay. And like there'll be people who are trying to model the game after Clay, who is an just an ultimate like shooter and ultimate defender. He's uh, just, he's I I'm hot he's the best three D defender in the ever, I think. No question for you guys. If Clay, let's say he his injury, he never comes back the same or he retires because of this injury, is he a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. I think I think Mirage, yeah, right, just because all. remember T Mac made the Hall of Fame. Like T Mac, I mean he's he was good, but also he doesn't have a lot he's of career. So much better than Clay. I mean, if without if, I, you never Clay. saw what Clay Thompson was like without a Curry or or anything like that. If I, I would have, I think Clay Thompson needed to have some success on another team by himself to be considered for that. I just don't see it. Really I still is, think just because the part criteria he'll make it, but I don't think if it wasn't for the fact that it, if it was like an MLB Hall of Fame or NFL Hall of Fame, I don't think he made it. But the NBA Hall of Fame kind of lets a lot of people in that. I, maybe he's made, he might not be first ballot, but I think he'll make it in. Like realistically, there's, like, a, lot, there's a lot worse players the Hall. No, I guess if Joe Dumars is in the Hall of Fame, then maybe you have to put Clay Thompson in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean Reggie Miller is also in the Hall of Fame, and Reggie Miller is like the most overrated player of all time. Um, I'll be honest. Like, the he was never he was yeah. never a top five player in the league, and people treat him like he's like a let you know he's like one of the legends from that time period. It's like you know you were a good three point shooter on a team that had a really good supporting cast, and you know you hit some clutch shots over the Knicks, and that's all you are. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, I don't like Reggie Miller. We all know that because I'm a Knicks fan. Um, so maybe I'm salty. Um, but we <laughs> do have a lot of NBA <laughs> NBA off season. Obviously, this is being recorded uh, a little on Saturday, and this is coming out on Sunday. So, maybe some moves after this. Definitely going to be some moves after this. But significant moves so far. Uh, Goran Dragic resigns with the Heat. Montrez Harrell he signs the Lakers for a really small contract. Um, Stephen Adams gets traded to the Pelicans. Drew Holiday gets traded to the Bucks. Bogdan Bogdanovich gets traded to the Bucks, but now he's not getting traded to the Bucks, and they're going to get probably fined for tampering. Um, and I don't know, lots of weird contracts given out to like guys who don't like the Pistons. What the, what the heck are they doing? Almost cursed there. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to say it again. Fred Van Vliet should be a priority for the Knicks right now. Oh, I agree. It's just, he, I think what the issue with the Knicks was, is they bring in these, these guys, these young, this, this young talent. And they bring in a young coach, and these young coaches don't necessarily know how to work with guys who are, who are learning themselves. But what, what I really love with a guy like Thibodeau, and I know Marab, you have bad experiences, is I think as a guy who's won so much, he's going to understand what to do with these these players. So I'm I re- I'm really confident that the Knicks could win closer to thirty games this year. I know that's still not a lot, but I think with experience and what to do in key situations, he's really going to help these players take it. That, take a step to that next level and a guy like van vliet who's had a, his fair share of winning can learn to lead the team at the at the one or two this season if nick signed him so I'm, i think he'd be a good piece yeah i mean i'd also think that like the knicks i mean the key thing really for the knicks is player development i know um planting early criticized it during on instagram or whatever and maybe he was just that. a bum and like he's kind of wrong to criticize it but like the fact that we haven't re-signed a draft pick since charlie ward I don't think I was alive for Charlie Ward playing for the We're Knicks. We're not alive for Charlie Ward. I was not alive. That's the 90s. That was before Dolan was the owner. Like, that's how bad it is. They've traded or not re-signed every single draft pick since then. Now, they've traded a lot of draft picks given, so maybe less of an opportunity. But, like, 
that's pretty bad. And they've had some good guys they drafted, right? Danilo Gallinari still in the league. Wilson Chandler. Uh, Tim, uh, I don't know if they drafted Moscow, but Chris Hardaway Jr. Hardaway. Like, they have guys they drafted that were good, but like they still like that's crazy. You have not re-signed a draft pick, and they better re-sign Barrett and Robinson at one point because those are well, guys that should Barrett be part of the team. Three future. years left, but I wrote an article on Daily Knicks about how the Knicks need to re-sign Robinson because he's been what they wanted and more. So I think Mitchell Robinson is going to get a lot of suitors if he's at anywhere near being. I well, he's a restricted free agent. Is he, is he going to be? No, he's second round pick. He may not be, but. I think Knox is going to be gone. It, it, Nick, Knox will get a chance this season. This is Knox's uh, last chance. I think bringing in Kenny Payne, somebody that Knox had a really good relationship with, is just that uh, next chance of Knicks are giving Knox, like, here's your guy. Let's see what you can do. I think the Knicks just developed Knox the wrong way. He, he shot way too many threes, was lackadaisical on defense. When you watch his Kentucky highlights, he's an aggressive driver to the basket, and you never saw that. You saw him just pull up uh, with a 50-foot arcing three. And we go off the back rim. Uh, one one thing I'm going to say about Tibbs, he needs to get better with his rotations. Like, he just plays the same players over and over again, and it doesn't work. And then he, they just get injured. Derrick Rose, rest in peace, King. I mean, though. I think also that the difference between the Knicks and, like, the Bulls and the Timberwolves is, right, the the Timberwolves had, star, had, like, star guys, right, or guys who were better than the bench players. The Knicks really don't have that. Like, Barrett and Robinson are good, but, like, I could, you know, you're not gonna like saying there's such a big gap between the starters and the de- and the bench. Like the guys like Reggie Bullock's gonna be on the bench. Julius Randle's gonna be on the bench. Knox may be on the bench. Um, you know, so you'll have guys on the bench that, could, you know, are not that different than the starters. Where the Bulls, right? You had Derrick Rose. You had Joakim Noah. You had Carlos Boozer. You had, um, you know, Ben Gordon. You had, you know, lots of guys who were much better than the bench, and you, you wanted to win. So. And with the Timberwolves, you had Cat, you had Wiggins, even though Wiggins kind of over is not good anymore. I'm Whereas, never, I'm never, I'm never forgiving tips for trading away Zach Levine for one year of Jimmy Butler, though. That but like, ridiculous. I it was worth it. I mean, at the time it was good, but time, now, looking good. back at it and what Zach Levine has done and what Jimmy, what, what Jimmy Butler is, it makes no sense. Well, guess what? Like Laurie Markkinen, right? It wasn't Laurie Markkinen part of that trade, and he's like turned yeah. out to be pretty. He's Laurie out to be... is kind of is kind of low key. Kind of bad though. Like last no, season, he was Martin not very isn't good. good. Levine's like, I'm, I'm not, Levine. I'm about Zach Levine and Laurie Martin. Levine. I think the reason he's doing good though is because he's just the main focus of the offense. Like mm. he's not a, he's good, but he's not a star player. Like I'll be honest, I do think that trade was worth it, and I, I think it still is because of the fact that like how far are you getting with Levine, Wiggins, and Cat? Like are you get what eighth seed? That's what they. I mean, that's what they got with like Butler, but like Butler, they had a higher potential. You're not gonna get much with Levine. You know, Cat and Wiggins. I think I think if we kept like what I wanted, if it would make more sense if we traded for Jimmy and we gave him the max instead of Wiggins, because that was what actually happened. Oh, that's Wiggins. that's I, that's definite. Like, I get Wiggins was younger, but like also you give be- Jimmy Butler the max, you give him the max. <laughs> that's that hard. <laughs> also, um, I you know one thing I have to mention: the Clippers lost two power forwards. They lost Jermichael Green. They lost Montrez Harrell. Um, they did just sign Marcus Morris, which I think they need to do after that. But I think I add Serge Ibaka. Like I think that's a big piece to fall. And I don't know like what other power forwards are left in the market that are as good as Montrose Howe. Lakers signed him for so cheap, two years, nineteen million. You got to be kidding! Like thinking about like the contract the Pistons were giving out, and like Davis Burton's contract. Like 
Harold got for cheap. He almost didn't. He, he didn't win six man of the year, but he was close to winning it. Like that's ridiculous. Oh no, he won six man of the year, and he got nineteen million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Montrez Harrell. I think like I think at this point we can call it what it is. He's probably ring chasing at this point because leaving the Clippers for the Lakers and taking a mid level exception is like I don't know. Like I don't like obviously it's a very good move by the Lakers and very good move for Montrez Harrell. But I feel bad for all the Clippers fans that thought, oh, like you you're gonna see that slam cover like from the last year. And with Lou Will, Pat Bev, and Montrose Harrell, and you think, damn, two, two out of two out of three of these players played for the Lakers already. I mean, Patrick, also Patrick Beverly, like he was devastated, um, because that's like, like, him and and Harrell kind of brought the toughness to the Clippers, and you know, lot. I mean, we have a long way to go in free agency. Still, there's a lot of names who aren't off the board: Gordon Hayward, Fred Van Vliet. Ingram's gonna be back with the Pelicans. I know he's a top free agent, but he's gonna be back. Give him a huge deal. Marcus Cousins still on the board, so a lot of more to get to. I'm sure by Sunday we'll have there'll be more stuff. One, one, one more thing before we move on. I cannot believe Marcus Morris got 64 million dollars. I I know. I mean, the Knicks trade what paid him like 50 million for one. Yeah, I mean, it's I think it's the Clippers needed power forward. Like they 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 are desperate. Um, and yeah, no, they're they're overpaying him definitely, and especially with the cap room. Like the, the only three teams have cap room left. That's ridiculous. Like, uh, but that's because like the 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 oh, yeah. salary cap didn't and, go far enough because of what happened with China. And the Alec Burks signing is a great signing because he put up good stats last season for what he is, and he'll come off the bench and you give him one year six million dollars. No, yeah, I mean that's a good deal as well as absorbing a Davis. And you have room to go to try to sign a guy like Fred VanVleet. And if not, you absorb you could absorb contracts, or you could sign like maybe um, a younger player who's a free agent. Like uh, uh, what's it? Josh Jackson got signed. So if like the Knicks signed someone like that, and like like Alfred Payton's not signed yet because he had a good season. I know he's not going to get signed. But let's move on to football. So the first the first big news, Mark, or actually I'm going to talk about Breeze first. So Drew Breeze injured, and we learned this week. Taysom Hill starting. It's not Jameis Winston. It's Taysom Hill, the guy who's thrown 19 pass attempts in his career, but he has been like on the field a lot. And now he could, it's crazy. He could play, get played in fantasy football as a tight end. So yeah, a no, lot of people jumped on that. I'm playing against him. Which is <laughs> I, have I have one league. I, I think I think three leagues I have him. Right I now. have the hunch that they're going to start with him at quarterback, but Jameis Winston's going to get plenty of reps. That's what, I mean, that's yeah. what I kind of said. I thought, like, can this be a Yankees game, too, against the race situation where it's like, you put Taysom Hill in for, like, the first series, and then you maybe put Jameis Winston in after. Because yeah, it's like... I, I think Jameis Winston, is, it's just, Taysom Hill hasn't really played a full game playing quarterback to the extent where the Saints are going to be comfortable doing that and winning. And Jameis Winston has experience like that. So I think they might start off with Hill, in a certain set or whatever. And yeah, but I think it's going to be exactly what you said. If you have Taysom Hill, still start him. He's going to be pretty much in every, on most downs playing. But I think James Winston, say James Winston will not see the field is, is ludicrous. And he's going to get reps. Yeah, he's going to get reps. I'm suffering the Falcons. Like, he always destroys the Falcons every, every time they play too. So I definitely think Taysom Hill is interesting. Like, as we all, we were all, everyone was shocked by that that he's going to be starting, and I think that the it's going to be interesting seeing Jason Bell run the offense basically. Like, a lot of wild, he, like it's gonna be really weird wildcat stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, well, I, I'm excited. I'm really excited to watch. So, like, if they run Wildcat all game, like, we haven't seen that since like Miami in like what 2008, 2009. Like, we haven't seen them do a, a team do a full game of that. And I, if that happens, like, I'm excited. Like, I mean, Thomas is not going to do much because he's receiver, but like Kamara's Kamara can have like a ridiculous game because like they're going to hand it off to him a lot. Um, but Breeze is going to be out for at least three weeks because he has a rib he has a rib injury and they put him on IR. I don't know how much longer it's going to be. I do. I did make a prediction this week. If the Saints get the top seed in the NFC, Kamara should be considered for MVP because they lost. They have no Michael Thomas for eight games. They're going to miss Breeze for three plus games. And Kamara's had a really good season. And it's really, you know, maybe Mahomes is the top frontrunner right now, but there's not a lot of great guys. Um, you know, there's not a lot of guys that faltered that were in the front runners. So I, I can see Kamara I, winning it. I, um, I agree. I think there's not been a standout QB at all this year. Like, Russell Wilson got off to a hot start, but now, that, then, like, after week five, after the week five loss, he, week six loss, he's been pretty average. Kyler Murray, everyone was talking about him, but realistically, he's not going to get the votes to be MVP. And I think Kamara or Dalvin, if Dalvin Cook goes crazy, another yeah, they make the playoffs. Yeah. Games, I could see that happening. Like there's a, there's a lot of options. Like, you know, Devontae Adams is having a very, very good season too. So like it, I think it'll be, I think this time it'll be a non QB MVP winner, which will be fun to see for sure. Yeah, we'll see. Um, just quickly, we're going to touch on the Colombo firing. We don't have a lot of time left because we have some two prices picks, but Colombo firing, um, that was a little bit surprising out of the blue, but yeah. I guess after the details come out, it kind of made sense. Like, the only reason the offensive line was playing good is because Judge got involved, and, you know, Colombo was, like, you know, talking, you know, kind of getting into verbal conversations with Coach Judge. Yeah, um, so apparently Colombo called Judge something terrible. We they, we, won't, we won't ever know what it really was. I mean, we may know what it was one day when, like, someone writes a yeah. book. We like... But keep in mind, Giants are right there for first place. They're serious about this. They This week's bye week, so and they got COVID, so it's really good to be on bye week. But uh, <laughs> they're, they're going to be rooting for the Browns, the Bengals, and the Vikings this week. So if, if all three of those teams win... The Giants can be in first place by the end of week 12. Okay, t- speaking of teams we're rooting for, we're going to move on to priceless picks. So I went 1-4 last week. I'm 13-16 and 16 on the year. Jeremy and Marab both went 3-2. and two. So Jeremy's 17-13 on the year. Marab's 12-18. and 18. Our first game, speaking of the Bengals, the 2-6-1 and six and one Bengals at the 2-7 and seven Washington football team at 1 o'clock on CBS. Jeremy, who do you got? Going with going Cincinnati Bengals. I think that, well, Alex Smith did show out. Lions defense is really terrible. The Bengals, their defense isn't great either. But you have Joe Burrow and and his rookie target T. Higgins, which has proven to be the best rookie duo I'd say in the league so far. Joe Burrow is running the ball well in place of Joe Mixon. Also got Tyler Boyd. I'm going Bengals. Rob, I like the football team in this matchup actually. Chase Young, Chase Young. I think he's gonna have a big game. I think I like the Washington defense a lot actually. I think Alex Smith is going to have a throwback game too, and I think Terry McLaurin is going to run circles around that Bengals defense. Chase Young lost the game for them last yeah, week. Yeah, I, I got to go with the Bengals despite the fact Alex Smith played well last week, um, just because I want them to win honestly, and like I like Burrow as well. Um, our next game, the four and five, the the hot New England Patriots against two and seven Texans, one o'clock on CBS. Jeremy, who do you got? 
my competitive survivor pool, which I'm undefeated in, my pick this week is the New England Patriots. The Texans have a terrible run defense, and that's where the Patriots thrive on. Damian Harris has been torching everybody lately. I have the Patriots just eating up time of possession and winning this game. Yeah, I uh, think this is going to be an interesting one because the two of these teams were were really good last year. Now really bad this this year. I think the Patriots, like Jeremy said, the run de- the the Texans run defense is very questionable. And I think with the one of the with one of the best rushing QBs of this generation, I think they're gonna they're gonna take it. The Patriots, yeah. I'm gonna go with the Texans. I just. I think the Patriots' last two wins, they were kind of a little bit fluky, and Newton's not a good QB. Um, our next game, we have the 17 Packers at the 6-3 and three Colts, 425 on Fox. Quickly, your picks. We have about a minute left. Packers. Mm. Okay. Um. Yeah, Packers. Okay, and I am also going with the Packers. Um, wild card picks. Uh, I have the 4-5 and five Lions, the 3-7 and seven Panthers, 1 o'clock on Fox. I am taking the Panthers. The Lions have a lot of guys injured. Jeremy, you have the three five and one Eagles at the six and three Browns at one o'clock on Fox. Cleveland. Okay. Uh, Marab, you have the six and three Dolphins at three and six Broncos at four o'clock on CBS. Dolphins, let's go. That was a, that was a good wild card. <laughs> okay, and our upset picks: the options are Jets over Chargers, Jaguars over Steelers, or Raiders over Chiefs. I'm going Raiders over Chiefs. That's already happened this year. Yeah, that makes sense. Marab. I'm gonna get get one hope back. I'm gonna go Jets again. Jets oh. over Chiefs. Let's I like almost it. went Jets, honestly, because well, Michael. Actually, okay, I, I almost went Jaguars because they almost beat the Packers last week. But yeah, almost, and the Steelers yeah, almost lost the Cowboys. But I have to go with the Raiders as well. Like I, of all these teams, the Raiders are the only ones with a chance because they also beat the Chiefs earlier this year. I don't think they're gonna win though. Um, but that'll do it for the weekly pitch. We'll see you next week, same pitch time, same place. Listen to us on VIC Presents on your favorite podcasting app. I'm out. Peace.